0: And welcome back to another episode of the Brain Leaf Podcast. I'm joined by Tom and Thomas. Um, we we had interesting nights last night. You guys were happy. I was sad. Flames 10-game winning streak comes to an end. The Leafs bump a slump of their own, uh, winning 3-1 against the Minnesota Wild. Uh a wild week, not just in hockey. Um, uh, sending prayers to everyone out in Ukraine, because that's a pretty messed up thing that's going on um over there so I just want to send my prayers to everyone out there um let's hope this doesn't escalate because oh my god it's already scary enough um but getting to the hockey part guys how are you guys doing
1: pretty good you said we kind of broke our slump I would just say cool we won (laughs) haven't been that we've still been winning a bunch it just hasn't been good wins I don't know what their record is the last 10 12 games but it's not they bad. were like two
0: four and one last time i checked or i saw that was after the yeah. game they lost on who they lose before they beat minnesota
1: oh who did Columbus? Columbus. columbus
2: yeah it's just a slump of not playing well it's not no, like yeah, the I, results no, have been no, in there tom no sugar coating it's a slump they lost to montreal and you think you can't lose to jf barube <laughs> The guy's won three straight games. My God, his first game in like five years, and he's won three straight. Did you
1: see, just quickly on that, did you see the betting lines being so messed up for
2: (laughs) Florida last night? Because Jonas Johansson was in the cage, right? Uh,
1: I don't know what it was, but Florida was was... minus 450 to win to start the game. And when Columbus took a 5-2 lead with like whatever it was, like five minutes left the odds were basically even and people (laughs) hammered that uh it was like minus 110 which is about as even as you can get they hammered that it was just free money because it basically just auto cashed out (laughs) and just the line was so messed up people were just abusing it because yeah right yeah like
2: florida wasn't gonna win that but you know oh well yeah, no Russo, to answer your question, good things in my life, good things in hockey for the Leafs right now. But, you know, one thing that I'm disappointed in you, Russo, um, you know, we had this emergency press conference for Tyler Toffoli, but nothing for Ilya Labushkin. I mean, come on, man. All-star Ilya Labushkin on the back end up for the Leafs. We should have had a press conference at 12 a.m. that night. I mean, I'm disappointed in you, Russo.
1: I was going to mention that. He brought us in for Tyler Toffoli to gloat <laughs> for 25 minutes. And, yeah. You know. It wasn't even Ilya Pushkin hey, It was hey, we got if, rid of Nick Ritchie. And hey, if the, to... in, if the Leafs
0: bring in if the Leaves bring in J T. Miller, we will definitely have an emergency press conference.
2: Oh, so now we're rating players? Hey, eh? okay, I see how it is. So if the Flames bring in freaking Derek fortbord again, we're uh, no, 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 no emergency
0: <laughs> press conference for that. God, I hope they don't bring Derek <laughs> forward at three million for the next two years. But, yeah. Okay, no, so, uh, I guess we'll we'll start with the. The Labushkin yeah. trade,
2: yeah.
1: Go Thomas, what it, did you think of it?
2: Yeah, no, like I was a bit surprised it happened so late, right? I think it happened really, literally after the third period of the St. Louis and the Leafs game on Saturday night. But you know, first impressions, it's it's not good because it's again Kyle Dubis having to um, quickly, you know. Make a move because he made a bad move in the summer once again. Like I think we got he's got to stop doing that stupid signing that costs the team in the future. Now we didn't all know Nick Ritchie was gonna fall off the face of the earth. Like come on, let's and let's be real. To be
1: fair, he was kind of exactly what they were looking for.
2: Exactly, yeah, we said on the podcast size up front, mm-hmm. right?
1: Um, it's not a not like a terrible contract for what other teams around the league were probably gonna give him, right? Uh, can score he was good in Boston Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's just the fit wasn't there and there's been a couple players especially like leading up to the deadline where it's like yeah I got traded to this team and just the fit wasn't there (laughs) like it everything made sense good trade good position just I didn't fit with their play style and that was the Richie thing Hmm.
2: he just didn't fit with their play style yeah, yeah, every chance and didn't exactly. He was on the first line for I believe what the first two weeks of the season and ultimately did nothing got moved back and back and, back. and obviously to the press conference where his brother Brett Ritchie was playing a m- bunch of games for the flames and his brother Nick Ritchie wasn't according to Nick Kiprios better than William Nylander, but he is off to Arizona now.
0: Oh my I remember that. Yeah, and it was oh, yeah. someone else kept saying like they should have drafted Ritchie over Nylander. My Don
2: Don
1: Cherry. Don
0: Cherry. Yes, it was Don Cherry. Yeah, good times.
1: And I know uh, just personally an old boss is his best friend. I think I've mentioned that. Uh, The Leafs didn't. He was basically a no draft for them. Uh, The Leafs at that time barely interviewed him. He didn't want to come here. So, it was just a neat little tidbit that whatever we are like Seven years later,
2: yeah. ended up on the lease
1: and goodbye.
2: <laughs> but no, Thanks talking about uh, talking about Ilya Lavushkin for a second, like, uh, I think this is a good guy to get on your last pairing. Don't think he's a good guy on your second pairing, which you're playing right now. But uh, Tom, you're watching the game, I assume. Like, dude, this guy's like, I was told I watched games in Arizona, and believe it or not, I did watch games in Arizona. That guy was a defensive defenseman, hard nose. You know, in Arizona, there's not many really of those type of defensemen on that team. And there's not many on the Leafs either. But <laughs> this guy's skating more in the rush, joining the rush, making cross-ice <laughs> passes more than defending at this point right now.
1: That last night's game was hilarious. He was this just dude, going. I don't think this dude's ever been behind the other team's <laughs> net. And he was like three times last night. Yeah. Um, but like the, I think it's, was it the second pairing right now sandin yeah labushkin Mm -hmm. i think is yeah when they get bumped down to the third pairing the last i don't know the columbus you can labushkin had just stepped in and played Mm -hmm. i don't really want to count that i thought he played well last night against minnesota i thought that pairing last night was really good yeah and that's a really big audition for them because they have to prove that hey this works together. Lubushkin can play in the top six. And, like, I think he's more than capable of that. Uh, they have to prove, like, that's the third pair. Right. Because there's two guys sitting in the press box who are signed next year. Both these guys aren't. Sandin's not, but he's an RFA. Uh, Lubushkin's UFA. Both these guys have to prove that that is the third pair. And so far through one game, I think they did a really good job of it. I don't think they got caught. Don't think uh they're ever hemmed in too strongly. Both defended really well on the rush. Sandine uh dangled the pants off. I think it was Caprizov. Yep, yep, I like, love the blue line. Yeah, it went through Caprizov's legs like you're a defenseman. What are you doing? <laughs> uh they're clearly activating Labushkin, and I'm gonna assume that he's gonna get more than whatever it was in Arizona, like nine points or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, with the Leafs, just based off of the Leafs' score. Arizona doesn't. The Leafs are good depending on when they want to be. Arizona is just perennially bad. Uh, so far, I really like the fit. I saw a couple people on Leafs' Twitter, and I don't know if you saw this, Thomas, just ripping on him so far. It's like one game. Yeah, it's one game. So as for the
2: trade... Do you
1: have any thoughts, like, overall?
2: Uh, yeah, I just said, like, Matt. Like, uh, it's just Here's recovering from it. a previous mistake. You let Dezingle go on waivers. I know Dezingle's not nothing much. But it also, you give a set, conditional second-round pick, which is high price for a defensive defenseman on the last pairing, right? Yes
1: and no. I think it's partly a cap thing that they got with Dezingle, and, like, they get that off the books. It's getting Richie off the books. Uh, when they value out what what three hundred thousand dollars next year will be to them, it's probably worth something. Labushkin's pretty good right now, and you know you might even be able to re-sign him. Isn't
0: the second round pick like four years from now?
1: Yes. So by the time this <laughs> right. guy makes the NHL, um, Matthews is like mid thirties. <laughs> Marner's mid thirties. Neil That's the thing 30s. that worries me though. Boris like is
2: retired. Those picks that come in late, late years, like they could be a friggin' all star though. That second round pick, and just be like, "Hey, remember when the Leafs traded Elie Labushkin for like a second round pick, and we're like, holy shit, this guy's like a great player for Arizona now."
1: Yeah. Alternatively, what happens if Arizona folds? Are they? <laughs> Do the Leafs just get the pick back? How does that work? Uh, I mean, I get the point. And like, if you're looking that far down the road, hey, maybe you would want that pick back because you probably won't be very good. You'll be rebuilding because you've had your run with all your good players, and it's time to rebuild. And maybe that's where you you know you want that second round pick. But uh, you know, I don't care. That's eight years from now. That's a long time. And, you know, it also could be a third next year. Who knows? Whatever Arizona picks, I'm going to assume they're going to take the second. But you can't be too sure. Right. So overall, like, that was a like, pretty good trade. I have no reason to hate this, honestly. Like, if if I hate this trade, like, I need to go touch some grass, <laughs> yeah, no. see some snow. like. <laughs>
2: whatever it's a second round pick and forever so right uh we could touch on another game that happened last night for Leafs. just for uh, before we get into the flames i have a, just a few notes from that game uh labushkin obviously like i said surprised me in a good way uh matthew showed me he can be a top player in this league again both offensively and defensively and he could take the game over on his back on both sides yes because we usually don't say that about players especially Austin Matthews with that shot you normally say you can take over the game defensively but you saw last night with that great second goal I thought that was unreal and then Peter Morazic after that horrible game in Montreal comes back and plays a okay game he got bailed out a bit by his defending because the Leafs honestly played a really good game structurally um, and they helped Peter Morazic out a lot didn't have to I make was gonna two say, high danger chances i was gonna say that's one of those games where like we always
1: want to say wow the goalie played so well that mm-hmm. was the type of like team defense game the leafs want to play and then that's what makes their goaltenders good because they're just structurally sound right
2: there's not much going on mm-hmm. so and then one more note, dude, that Brodine-Spurgeon pairing, oh, my God, they are <laughs> they are good, man. Like, they just don't give up anything. Like, Brodeen is, like, he's so underrated because, guys, we all know this. Like, he doesn't put up points. He doesn't put up crazy numbers. He's not flashy. But he plays a hard-nosed defensive game, and he'll be out there for two and a half minutes. Won't get beat, easy.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, I loved <laughs> Spurgeon on the power play. Eight feet over the net. <laughs> I was like,
2: "Oh, shades was, of Cody Chachi!"
1: Like, I don't know how you can miss that that bad. That was almost hilarious. Uh, it's like Cody Cece, yeah, Cody Cece on net. Nope, in the corner. <laughs> but uh, I thought the Leafs played well last night. That was one game where I was hoping they would kind of withstand their own because like russo you probably watch a lot more minnesota games than i do mm-hmm. no the are they more of a skill team or a heavy team
0: from what i've seen they, te- they like just going back i guess to last year like they play fast they and, play like, fast but you, i feel like when they're you got a guy, like yeah, like they got some heavy guys. Like I don't think Jordan like Greenway didn't play last night. He's injured, right? Oh, no, he's injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, but hurt. like they do have like some heavier Hartman. guys, like like Ryan Hartman. Like it's so weird because what? It's the line. It's Kaprizov, Hartman, and Zuccarello, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how is
1: Hartman your one C?
0: Because you have <laughs> Karel gonna... Kaprizov as your number one guy,
1: and Kaprizov is insane. Yeah,
0: he's, he's a monster. He's literally a monster.
1: Yeah, because I was gonna say like. This matchup almost works, or I wasn't sure how this matchup would go. I thought the Wild played, like, a fairly heavier game. I know they're still really fast, but I thought they had that, like, tough edge to them, Uh, like a St. Louis, but not all the way on that scale. And I was kind of interested to see how the Leafs would be able to respond to that, because, like, a matchup against, like, Carolina uh, is really good because that's a fast team. And one thing I was watching, too, of, like, Marner. I don't want to get too into it, but if we're talking about, like, playoffs, right? That's a playoff-style game. St. Louis was a playoff-style game. We know he could do that against the fast teams because they're fun. They're fast. He has space. He won't get murdered. The moment a tougher team kind of comes into the picture, gone. And I don't think he played very well last night. I saw those like bits and pieces of the playoffs where he kinda started to get bullied a bit in the corners. Somewhere like against a fast team, he would skate by somebody, but like I don't wanna go, <laughs> go into that corner of the Jonas Brody, and I'm just gonna dump the puck in mm-hmm. so, and turn it. So that's just like one of my biggest notes of the game where I was like, Nope. I don't I didn't like that. Yeah,
0: no? I mean, I didn't watch nobody the game, else. So, no, I, I didn't watch the game, so I couldn't really give an opinion. I was at work, so I don't know. Like, I know
1: Tommy was talking about Boldy last night. How did he look? He's good, eh? Yo, that kid's nasty. And was they still I, got think Rossi he's, I think he's point per game now. Or yeah, he has like eight goals in like sixteen yeah. games or something. Yo, he might if he keeps that up. Like, can he win the Calder? <laughs> maybe if he played the
0: whole year maybe if he didn't break his leg or whatever at the beginning of the year fractured his leg whatever he did
1: he'll end up playing upper 50s i think is what it'll roughly be because minnesota has a lot of games left yeah i don't know i think if this dude puts up like 60 points in 60 games are you no are you putting that on the calder race yeah kidding yeah right Yeah. yeah kidding me like Lucas Raymond right now because I think he's back to being the rookie, uh, goal scoring leader or points leader. Right, he's thirty nine and fifty two. That's pretty good. Yeah, but like that's about a sixty five point pace. If Sony puts up sixty in like sixty, yeah, you gotta
2: give it to them. You give that to him, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's I good unless you're him.
2: unless you're more at Spider and just playing unbelievable as a defenseman. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. It's going to be so interesting to watch. There's so many fun names in that.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking the of old... defensemen, Russo, speaking of them, you guys did not play defense last night. No. <laughs> Losing 7 no. 1 to the van winning 10 straight games. So you give us your thoughts. Look, losses are going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, losses happen. Um, they won 10 in a row. That was a lot of fun. You know, I. When did we last speak? It was after they beat Last Friday. Columbus. It was after they beat Columbus uh, or Anaheim. Anaheim or Columbus. Anaheim, they played second. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they played a game against Seattle Saturday night. Mark Giordano makes his return. They win 2-1. And it was a pretty um, uneventful game. The Flames outplayed them, but I didn't think they played all that well. It's weird to say, like, they. I think they outshot them, like, like 40 to like 20 or something it was something stupid
1: <laughs> oh, and
0: man. and i didn't think they played that well like grubauer played a really good game but like i thought it was like really really sloppy honestly and i was listening to, to mike and jordan i in the dome and they were like these are the games that daryl sutter lives for <laughs> where it's like he had the biggest heart on during these like 2-1 games because he's like this is playoff hockey baby so um I didn't think they played great against Seattle. They they squeaked out a win. Like Lindholm gets that goal with 12 minutes off. Elias Lindholm actually also tied a Flames franchise record in scoring in eight straight games uh, when he did that against Winnipeg when he had one waved off. And it was like, oh, and then he scored with 46 seconds left. And what a tear he's been on. Um, And then they played that game against Winnipeg. And that's probably the worst game I've watched all year. Both teams were terrible. Like no one was able to like get going, and it, it seems like a thing in afternoon games with the Flames is that they just never like play good, especially on Mondays. I've, I've, like, every family
1: day, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be a shit game. Um, <laughs> it's weird for the teams that never play afternoon games to just play an afternoon game.
0: Yeah, it's odd, and that's why know, the like,
1: the Leafs, whenever they had their like kids games, is just always wild. They never play an afternoon game.
0: Yeah, like it's the that one against Carolina for years it was nuts.
1: Uh there's two. They back to back years. They had the crazy games.
0: Yes. Yes. So um, but you know, I didn't really think the game on Monday was great, but they won. Like again, like and I was again talking about the in the dome guys, Mike and Jordan. That's a game last year they don't win. Even the game against Seattle, they probably don't win that game. And uh with Sutter they've they found a way to squeak it out. Um and then you go into
1: the last night against Vancouver and they get their balls kicked in. Um which I just want to say, how often does a team end a long winning streak by getting blown just, just out like say that? that? yeah. Just uh, the say
0: Flames that. did it against the Bruins like four years ago. I, I'm pretty sure when they when they were on their 10-game winning streak in 2016-17 and then they played the Bruins, they got their balls kicked in. I don't know if it was 7-1 bad, but they got beat in pretty good. Um, but I don't know. Like I thought for the first period and a half yesterday, they actually were playing a pretty good game. I thought they were carrying the pace. Thatcher Demko just said, like, they're not scoring on me. Um, And then they got into penalty trouble. Look, I don't want to sit here and say officiating cost us the game last night because it didn't. Like, defensively, they weren't good enough. They were giving up a lot of chances early. Mm -hmm. And then Patterson scores. And then Miller scores. And it's like, okay. No, but ah, the officiating was god-awful last night. The Flames had one power play the the flames had the Canucks had two minutes worth of penalties. The mm-hmm. flames have 34. Bad. How does that even got tossed, right? Gaudreau got a 10. Lucic got a 10 <laughs> because what happened? Gaudreau gets high stick in the third, like blatant high stick and he's down mm-hmm. and there's no call. And then on the next, on the ensuing face-off, the ref tells Gaudreau to go on the bench because like, he was hurt, but Gaudreau never got off the ice so, I don't understand why they made him go on the bench. So then, Gaudreau was rightfully pissed. You're already losing 7 nothing, mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just yelling at the ref. And then they were breaking out. The ref stopped the play and he tossed Gaudreau. And it's like, I don't know. Like, again, I don't want to get saying officiating cost him the game, but like, there was a play in the second. Kachuk had the puck in the zone and he gets like just taken down. And it was right before Demko made that save on Anderson with when he had no stick and it was
1: ridiculous. Mm. Like, where's the call? Well, Coleman got like two penalties. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So like we saw,
1: like, you said the high sticking. We saw that happen too. They're a little bit different in the Leafs game last night. It was bunting yep. high sticked somebody. Pretty blatant. Um, Don't know how that wasn't called. It was right in his face. Hit him dead on. No call. Play goes down the ice. 10 seconds later, Lobushin gets like a ghost holding call yeah and like they're just made up right yeah you know it's a made-up call mm-hmm. like what are you doing here
0: no and then um there was even a play late the third where like dubay high stick the guy i think it might have been tyler myers but then like at the same That's time tyler, but then at the same time tyler myers high stick dubay and is like bleeding out of his nose and dubay gets the only penalty <laughs> it's like what are you guys fucking watching Like, I don't know. Like, it's – like I said, they didn't play well enough to win last night. Demko was unbelievable. But when you get – in the second period alone, when you get four power plays and a penalty shot, come on. Come on. Really? And there was no power plays to the Flames? I I don't know. It it was awful officiated last night. It was terrible. Like, Johnny Gaudreau got a 10? Like – I don't know. But anyway, like the streak was fun. It was, uh, it was, it was good. Like you go on a 10 game run. If you're going to be upset that they lost last night, be upset, but don't be like, ah, this team sucks. They just won 10 in a row, man. That doesn't happen very often, but I, it was funny what Sutter said after the game against Winnipeg, he said, well, I don't, you know, 10 in a row only matters if you do it in the playoffs, which, you know, if, if this team comes out in May, and they don't do anything,
2: Mm-mm.
0: then what's the point?
2: That's your biggest fear right now, right? Yeah.
0: It, I'm, I'm worried that they peaked too early. And hopefully that's not the case because they played really well at the beginning of the year. They kept that going. They had their COVID crap, and then they slumped a little bit coming out of that, which, I mean, we probably kind of expected might happen because they didn't play for like a month. <laughs> and then, you know, they got their feet under them, and then they started winning more games. And then, obviously, they go on this 10-game run, so I I don't think Daryl Sutter is going to let them, you know, get into a bad streak here. And, you know, I, I'm a lot more confident, obviously, in Daryl Sutter than I was in Glenn Gulletson when they went on their 10-game run. Because that team, if they don't go on that 10-game winning streak, doesn't make the playoffs that year. Right? They probably they weren't a very good team in 2016-17. You know, they won 10 games in a row and that got them into the playoffs um it's a little bit of a different team now like they're sitting first in the pacific still and they got a game in hand um on vegas and i think they got one or two in on edmonton too so look i'm not too worried they just got to keep playing the way they are i think to still has to kind of get his legs under him here i don't think he's played great but i would like to see him with some better line mates monahan's kind of slumped and now he's playing with lucic and um, I don't know why dubey's down on the fourth line, um, but I, like I still think there's a potential play here for another forward for the Flames. I would love the idea okay. of Kelly Arnkrook. Yeah, I still think like Lucic isn't the answer on that third line, and Sutter nope. clearly doesn't like Dubé. So like I wonder if there's a fit. Kelly Arnkrook and Elias Lindholm, they're cousins. I wonder if there's a fit. I, I really That's really do. That's an interesting do. one. Because I would probably say like, you go I don't know Dubay plus another asset, and you bring in Yarn Croak. I think that's, for Seattle's case, I think that'd be enough, where you get a young player and an asset.
1: Yarn Croak was one that a lot of Leaf fans were looking at too.
0: Yeah, I mean he he's solid. Like again, like I was saying about vote right-handed shot. I mean, right. I would uh. You would probably look at you keep the top line the same. Maybe you bump to Foley up with Manjiapani and Backlund. And then you go like Coleman, Monaghan, Yarncroke. I wonder about that. I, I do wonder if there's a play there for another forward. Even if it isn't Yarncroke, maybe it's someone else. I don't know. Um, but I would like to think that maybe they're in another guy. Because if you're going into the playoffs and Lucic is your th- third left winger, I, I I don't know if that's the right thing to do. But we'll see. I mean, it's by choice. Seen, yeah, we've seen Lucic be effective in the playoffs before, but we've also seen Dubey be effective in the playoffs before. In the bubble, he was fantastic. Both of them were, and they were playing together. So, I mean, um, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I, they need a real bounce back against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll get that. And tomorrow should be a really good game, I'd imagine. Minnesota's a good team. They're coming off a loss, the Flames are getting. Are coming off of absolute drumming yeah i mean we'll, and we'll see.
1: minnesota has some stupid travel too yeah yeah did you not, see what, that they
0: went from toronto no, worse, no, wait, calgary. <laughs>
1: worse they did the battle of alberta stretched edmonton oh
0: fuck they were in edmonton right
1: i think it was ottawa toronto right. then they go back to calgary calgary yeah fuck it yeah you're right that's that wild is r- hat, that's minnesota wild, wild.
0: Yeah, can we talk about the Oilers real quick? Can we talk about I Mike mean, Smith? <laughs> oh, and how he's bad. Yeah, can we? He's at eight ninety one this year.
1: Oh, well, who would have thought? And he's extended till next year. How great Beautiful, Bruce, Let's go, Mike how, Smith, baby. How does How does he fare next year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's game. Four. That's all them. Um... You think? I think he's going <laughs> to There's
0: no way. Are you sure? There's no way Ken Holland's going to, okay, may, maybe, but there's no way they're going into next year with a guy who's an 891.
2: Yeah, like but they're, they're the Oilers. They
1: right?
2: Dude, did but, you, but watch, man, did,
0: did you guys watch any of that Tampa-Edmonton game? The other yeah, day? It, was
2: it was atrocious. Terrible. I watched.
1: I worked it.
0: Edmonton <laughs> should have killed them. Yeah. Like Tampa yeah. did not play well, and Mike Smith gave up like that goal by Stamkos <laughs> off the boards. Like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you on your
1: knees? Like, get up! I, I saw that and was just like, that was a nice shot, but like, dude,
0: you no, gotta... not from there, not from the boards. You're letting that in. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, it was it was bad. You know, I I I would like to know. Like, there's no way the Oilers are gonna. There's no way
1: they're gonna go down the stretch here with Smith and Koskinen, are they? Yeah, but like they're the Oilers. If you were gonna fix this, you had plenty of time to fix it all. Oh, Don't
0: they point, yeah. they how many times? What this is the third year they've run it back with this with this tandem of Smith and Koskinen.
1: Yeah, so it's another. But run. now,
0: okay. But here's the thing: now both of your goalies are sub 900. Koskinen's an 899, Smith's an 891. There's no way you go into the deadline thinking, "Oh, we're, we're good." right there's no way i mean it would be hilarious and i hope they do i didn't think they'd fire dave Tippett, and they did that mm-hmm, sure yeah there's i thought oilers fans are screaming just for them to play stuart skinner because he's actually been pretty good but
2: he's not that much better is he like come on like he's a rookie no but he's been better yeah. than the other two. yes yes he has been but he's I'm been just miles saying, like, better than smith in the genuine aspect picture he's not the guy you want
0: playing. no but you know I, if that's I, the I only guy you have yeah <laughs> yeah
2: I
1: do wonder about flurry. I wonder if that's there's a there's a move there. I've just I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that's just too yeah. weird of a move
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's too they're obvious. gonna go they're they're gonna go out and get like I don't know villa
2: no. Jonas Corpusello yeah yeah
0: probably and that's not really gonna fix any of their issues unless Corpusello goes bubble God mode again.
1: The issue is, like, I was looking at it after Campbell and Morazic were ass.
0: Who was out there?
1: Not many. Not many. There's not many
0: goalies. The only goalie available is Flurry. And you're going to have to pay a yeah. premium to get them. And how are you going to make $7 million in cap space work? Who knows?
1: I do. You know, know what? I'm a... in no position to be willing to give up any top prospects or a no.
0: first. No, no. I but I mean, that. but I mean, they should. If if the ask is a first, like you should just do it. Like, how many more <laughs> years of McDavid Drycell are you gonna have? You know, maybe if they didn't, you know, spend two million on Vander Kane, they would have been able to get a goalie. But what do I know? Yeah, well, maybe if they deep. didn't blow their load on Duncan Keith or Cody Cc or Zach Hyman or Warren Fogle, but again, what, what a world, world or so. What a world. What a world. What a world. You ever think about how the Oilers had like twenty-eight million dollars in cap space this summer, and they did absolutely fuck all with it? You Ever think about that? I just think about it all the time. Yeah, but once but like only... they had like they had all this cap space, and they were like, you know what? what's we... Duncan Keith at full price, Cody Cc at what? What's he making? Three or three or four? Yeah, we'll trade e- two. We'll, we'll trade Ethan Bear for Warren Fogle. We'll bring in Hyman at almost six million a year. Yeah, I, I often. And we'll bring back Smith not only for one year, but for two. God, I love Ken Holland. Never fired Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just real quick before we kind of transition here for kind of news for you guys. Uh, Nick Roberts- I
2: saw that.
1: has been yeah.
2: So it's so we'll not just a cat move stick. and he's going to go back down. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think they want to so, give him
1: a bit of a bonus too. Because they tend to do that, game, right? So. They bring guys up on off days. Give them instead of like the $500 they'll make today, they'll make like five grand. Because the Leafs can do that. <laughs> yeah, because the Leafs are just like, Did, uh... do you want money? Sure. There you go. <laughs> there <laughs> hasn't Christians been Reubens, any. Uh... Do you want an extra like 20 grand today? There <laughs> wasn't any. Uh... There's no injuries or anything, right? Uh, mikaev had to take a shit. That was about
2: it. <laughs> For the whole game, yeah.
1: whole <laughs> okay. game. And
0: real
2: quick, Friedman threw out the name JT Miller. Dude, love it. Absolutely love it. Dude, this guy's so good. It was really good last night. Like, okay, so I saw a tweet. Like, I know we have, like, a bit of time before we transition, but I saw this tweet. Like, everyone's like, oh, this JT Miller price is, like, too much. It was, like, a first Robertson and like, a prospect. Like, I'm doing that. the fuck? He's another year on his contract, too. And his contract's really good. It's, like, $4.5 million. 5.2. 5.2.
1: 5.2. 5. Yes. 5.
2: 5.2, sorry. That's yeah, still good. good. <laughs> I'd be
1: interested to see what that actually ends up costing. Because, like, if they're asking for, like, a Matthew Nizer, a Topi Neymar, I'm not doing that. You wouldn't? Even knives, for... like, I'm kind of – You wouldn't for I'm not Miller, you wouldn't? I'm not touching Nimal.
0: Okay, what if you do it and you win a top?
2: Well, yeah. I don't you know. know if he does that, though. Honestly, for me, Tom, personally, like uh, th- no prospect is untouchable in a trade for the Leafs in the next two, three years. Like if you have them and you have a player who's going to make you better, let's say, let's just throw stupid names out there. Like a Forsberg, a Miller, a Chicharron. I'm, I'm, t- I'm trading everything for those guys because they have term.
1: Chicharron I'd be okay with. Because he's defense, Defenseman right. and more term because Miller's only this plus next. Mm-hmm um it's nice i'd be okay with because like quite hyped up right now good olympic performance everybody seems to be like well shit why wasn't this guy like top 20 kind of thing um so there's hype there i enable i'm not touching that dude's so good so i don't Um, know we'll see i don't don't, Uh, we know uh
0: That would be he, – he looked really good, though, last night, though. Miller's one of those guys where, like, yeah. I think he was just surrounded by too much talent in Tampa, if that kind of makes any sense. No, it makes sense, yeah. And he's gone to Vancouver. And he's been an absolute monster.
1: Oh, fun fact. Uh, JT Miller is only about three points behind in scoring against Mitch Marner. Over the last, I think it's like two years or something. Two and a half yeah. years. He's good, man. He's really good. He's really yeah. damn good. Yeah. One makes 11. Yeah. <laughs> and the other makes five. Yep. One plays defense. Imagine well, if Tampa actually...
0: still had him. How much more of a juggernaut they'd still be if they still had JT Miller. And like him man. playing the way he is right now. Jesus. Holy. Yeah. Maybe he the, isn't playing the way he is right now, but Jesus Christ. The
1: good thing for the <laughs> Leafs, no offense, Muzzin, but the Leafs now have an extra six mil in cap space. So, guys, I have a question for you. They brought it up on the TSN panel last night. So, Russo, I know you haven't seen this, but it relates to both of our teams. You have two top lines. Russo, what's your top line?
0: Johnny Gaudreau, Elias Lundholm, Matthew Kachuk.
1: Thomas, what's our top line?
2: Matthews, Martyr Bunting. Okay. I
1: have a question for you guys. Which one Who's, would you
2: rather take?
0: Oh, man. That's tough. Because here's the thing. Here's the way I look at it, right? Let's go by position by position. Matthews is obviously the best player on the entire. In Of the six players, Austin Matthews is the best player, right? There's right. no debate there. Yes. And he's definitely better than Lindholm. Who plays left wing? It, sorry. No, no, no. That's a dumb question. Johnny Gujero is obviously a lot better not even close, better than Michael Bunting. And if we're talking this season, strictly this season, Matthew Kachuk's been better than Mitch Marner, right?
2: Yeah. You can make the argument, yeah.
0: I would definitely make the argument. You can even say, well, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say you can make the argument. I would say Johnny Gaudreau is 100% been better than Mitch Marner.
1: Yeah, Mitch Marner hasn't had a good season. He's had an okay,
0: he's had a good year, but, you know, I, I still think you know, when you look at Gaudreau and Kachuk, he's been better than they, they've been better, both better than him. Ah, oh, that's great. That's that's crappy because like, Cause I thought they, it was the a best Really play, good question. Because I would always take the best player, and Matthews is by far and away the best player. Does goal scored in the league? He, he's probably what number two behind McDavid. And it's not even that egregious in great, just terms as of best
1: player in the league. Yes. Number two behind McDavid, and it's a lot closer than people think. Yeah,
0: and I would also agree with that. Uh, if we're going Shout off strictly out to
1: the goal scoring leader winning by like 25% and being a selfie <laughs> nominee. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But if
0: we're going off strictly play from this year, like are we doing it just like in comparison to this season?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like right I'm now.
0: Take... Oh, I'm not I'm taking the control line. I'm sorry. I might season... sound a little biased, but when you're talking about line by line, like they've been better. They've
1: because been... that was kind of... The best player argument was one that I was kind of like, yeah, you kind of have to take that. But if you actually look at it, and I was looking at it of Kachuk and Bunting kind of do a similar job. Right. Very... Except Kachuk puts up a lot more points. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, I see what... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Physical. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying. Physical, yeah, yeah. kind of a pest in front of the net. Um, Kachuk's better. Buffy Bunting. You make 900 grand. I'd like to check more. Um, Goudreau, Marner. Yeah, like you said, Russo, Goudreau takes that. Marner's not having a great season. There is both questions in the playoffs. Which one is better? Uh, or will they still continue that through the playoffs? We don't know. Goudreau hasn't been good in the playoffs. Neither is Marner. So who knows? Um, the centers is a little iffy. But I think overall, as a line, as a complete package of a line, I think I would have to take Calgary's. I like Lindholm's two-way game. He's shown to have the scoring touch. Everybody's complementary to each other. And it's not like the Leafs' top line where you have two superstars and then a dude to bat pucks in. <laughs> And I like Bunting. Bunting's doing good. But there's a drop-off. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing on the second line. Tavares, Nylander, perfect. There's a drop-off there on that uh, left side. So I got to take Calgary's, if I'm
2: being honest. Fair enough. I think the Leafs just are being different. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, I watch every game, right? Like So I see what right. happens on the ice. And every time Matthews, Marner, Bunting on the ice, there's a scoring chance. To be bad, and i recently picked up bunting in my fantasy doesn't mean anything towards the argument but now i have the line so i gotta take my line man
1: that is the other thing too of like i'm watching that line and it's almost like for the first time i'm watching like tampa bay play we have a tampa bay line fair enough they're yeah. never in their own end if they are it's not for very long and then they go out and attack all right I haven't watched enough of like Calgary's to be like, oh, do they ever get hemmed in? Like, how does that go? But I just think, like, looking at both lines, Calgary's has two players better right now at the positions, at their positions comparative to the Leafs. And it's just more complete. Yeah. When you
0: say like, do they spend a lot of time in their own zone? Like, usually, no.
1: Like, yeah, yeah you
0: Kachuk, know. who's like, in my opinion, the best defensive player on that line. And I know, I know like a lot of people are saying Lindholm, 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 but it's Kachuk. He drives the play defensively. Um, Gajero's been better defensively this year, and Lindholm is obviously good defensively. So they usually get it out. And like like yesterday, like the, the entirety of the first, like every time that line was on the ice, they hemmed that Vancouver team in for like a good minute. They just couldn't score because mm-hmm. Demco had other plans and you guys got demco a couple weeks back. Yeah,
1: we got Demco too.
0: Um, so like you guys know, like this guy's fucking good. Um, uh, yeah, he's unreal. But yeah, no, it's a good question though. Like it, it's hard because Matthews is so good. Like, and I think like if he doesn't play in any market other than Toronto just because people like to bash on the Leafs, like, is there even a conversation that he's number two? Like, I know people still throw out McKinnon and saddle and Crosby, but, like, I don't think it's even close. I think it's, like, McDavid, Matthews, and then there's a pretty steep drop-off. Like, McKinnon's not having a great year to his standards.
1: No, he's – it's been a, a weird – buff tough it, year. Like, a tiring, him. annoying year for him.
0: He's only scored, like, what, 12 goals this year? Yeah. Something dumb like that? Yeah. And, I like, and, yeah, like, saddles right there at points, but – if you're picking a player one for one, who are you taking between him and Matthews? Oh, I'm taking Matthews.
1: Matthews, 100%. Like, the yeah. defensive game, it's one of those things where, like, how much do you value goal scoring?
0: Value right? goals. Uh, that's how you win games.
1: Goals are how you win games. Matthews has a significant edge in that. Going back to last year and even this year, he's caught up and he now has the lead. Uh, Points-wise... I mean, yes and no, but, like, how much is that complimentary McDavid-Drysaddle complimenting Like I've
0: always said, they do a lot of their work on the
1: power play. Yeah, and, like, a lot of it. And that's what makes, like, the least power play special is, like, it's not through Matthews all the time. And then just defensively, like, McDavid and Drysaddle are garbage Josh Archibald-level replacements (laughs) back there. Like, what are you doing? Um, Matthews is best neutral zone player best defensive player best goal scorer so i don't know it's a it's a lot closer than a lot of people think
0: i would love to see a gaudreau matthews kachuk line you know it's funny because we could have seen it at the olympics
2: all right
0: oh right how great would have that been that would have been pretty sick
2: well, that guess was well, <laughs> hey, you know what? Okay. The,
0: the, uh, you know what? Like, Maybe we won't see Goudreau on that line in four years. He'll be a little older. He still should be good, but like... Hey, hey
2: Russo, ah. I got the World Cup of Hockey.
0: Oh, Come yeah. On. World Cup. The World Cup, that's probably not going to happen.
1: <laughs> When's that going to happen? Is that supposed to be this?
2: Dude, it's supposed to he... be 2020.
0: Buddy, they, they've been saying they've been wanting to do one Remember when it what was it 2016 and they were like yeah mm-hmm. we want to do one
2: yeah every four year,
0: years four years from now and then it never happened they still could have done it in 2020 because it would have been oh wait maybe not no it would have got canceled because I'm thinking it would have been like September
1: 2020 but no it wouldn't have happened it would have been right after the playoffs and they wouldn't have done that
0: no 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 not a chance um, no nah, I don't know we'll see we'll see what happens I don't I'm not too I, I just I'd rather be the Olympics but um, anyway. Um, there was something I wanted to say that isn't in our notes, but now I'm kind of forgetting. Oh, Vancouver's jerseys are unbelievable. Can they wear those every night,
2: dude? That's your demo. The win setup, everything
0: unbelievable.
2: So good. A setup I've ever seen in my life. I'm so good. It was
0: perfect. Perfect. It wasn't flashy, it was just perfect. Yeah, it was really nice. I was like, I totally forgot because I remember I saw the picture on Twitter of them wearing them and then the game started i was like oh shit they're wearing those jerseys <laughs> and like yep. the first shot of demko i'm like that's amazing i'm like that yeah, is so good um yeah it was pretty sweet um so we had a couple of like weird quick notes quick, happen. Yeah. um sean avery and Simon the v- vchl
2: publicity all publicity the,
0: the guy's yeah. 41 and 42 or so. He's 40. Oh, my God. He's 42. That's just weird.
2: Like, it's all publicity. Oh. That's all they need. Orlando Sliders, he hey. Play.
0: I would love to know if he's going to play. A few games.
1: Yeah, he'll play a bit. I don't know. I probably just got bored from biking around New York. Like, Instagram. live. being an, an actor. Yeah. Hey, he who's in Tenet? And, um, <laughs> yeah. George LaRock? Was it? He said... Some teams signed me. I want to fuck Sean Avery up. <laughs> Yo, that'd be great.
0: That'd be sick.
1: Um,
0: yeah, that was a little bit of weird kind of crap. But anyway, um, the uh, two Islanders uh, did some cool stuff yesterday. Chara set the NHL record for most game played games played by a defenseman, passing Chris Chelios. And Zach Parise scored his 400th goal. Speaking of 400 goals, Corey Perry also scored his 400th goal against the Oilers. So That's correct. Yeah. Um. I think people forget like those two players in particular, how good they were. Perry, especially. I think Perry people people do remember Parise. I think people forget how good he was in New Jersey. Like that playoff run that they went on, he was ridiculously good. Yeah. And even Corey Perry, like, dude, like having to play the ducks as much as we've had, like when Perry was in his prime, I fucking hated Corey Perry. I still do. But, like, him and Getzlaff were monsters.
1: He had an elite scoring ability, but was was also an asshole. Like, the
0: biggest asshole. Like, people want to say, like, Matthew Kachuk, and I'm just trying to think of other guys, but, like, Corey Perry was, the like, a peak-level asshole. Yeah. He did not care. He's like, I'm going to just run your goalie, and I don't give a shit. Do you remember against the Oilers in the playoffs when he just. I'm just, can just going to hold Talbot's.
2: Pad, I'm just going to hold Talbot's. I'm just going to grab know? his
0: pad and like, no one's going to care. And they scored and no one cared. Yeah. It's. Yeah. He was really good. And obviously, Chara was unbelievable at his peak. Still not bad. But Chara, I think, is another guy. Like that guy was. He did everything for the Bruins mm-hmm. back in his prime. He was unbelievable. Um, a little bit of sad news inamirov uh diagnosed with a brain tumor that broke Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning I think it was Wednesday that was that's scary awful yeah and he's awful. what 19 20 20? I think he was drafted in 2020 yeah that's scary the good thing is he is skating like three times a week
1: um which yeah is good getting treatment in Germany which is good also good yeah
0: that's it's not great news and unfortunately like, the guy like and i think I, I don't know like i see a lot of people saying like how he's fell off as a prospect and i think we know
2: yeah potentially
0: why there could have been you know i don't know how much it was affecting him but i know he didn't have a great year i think he only played what 10 games or something and he only played, like three uh, points?
1: it's 15 throughout two leagues and like three teams
0: Yeah, so not great, but I think we kind of understand. Maybe the reasoning is maybe he didn't feel all that good, and
1: he had injury troubles. And then the KHL, being the KHL, never bothered to play him
0: because they knew
1: they were basically just grooming him for
0: the NHL. And they're like, "Oh, we're just not going to do that." Yeah. Yeah. Scary news. Hopefully, treatment for him goes well because Mm -hmm. that's he's a kid at the end of the day and. Yeah, it's just scary, just scary, scary, scary stuff. Um, and Finland, uh, we'd be reminisced if we didn't talk about the winning gold over the Russian Olympic Committee. Uh, congrats, Thomas, on winning your pool, on winning the pool. Lucas yep. Walmark took you to victory because <laughs> this guy decided oh, yeah. to score like twenty-seven power play goals in the tournament. last
2: round pick.
1: Yeah, Shout out to Finland. Yeah, yep.
0: shout out Finland. I was pretty convinced Russia
1: was going to win, but. Same. screw those guys yeah, we're good
0: them. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm glad i'm now i'm kind of glad they didn't win yeah come on russia
1: take another l let's go
0: <laughs> yeah i'm kind of glad they didn't win now um i don't know how much i want to talk about it but i kind of want to talk about ov and this whole thing like i don't know like, i don't know if you guys want to get too far into it but i know no, a no lot i'm of people not gonna yeah, like Nah. No, no, no.
2: We all know what's
0: going on. Yeah, just because I feel like if he does say something, it's gonna be a lot like the Panarin situation last year, where
2: yeah, people he
0: loves gets targeted, and I don't. And his
1: family and kids are there, so I think it's just yes.
0: And I I saw something where like Putin knows where he lives or they live. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah. So Uh, Ovi's
1: wedding, he shut down Moscow and they put fireworks over the (laughs) river.
0: So I think that's what I think. There's a lot more of a larger dynamic than people think they oh, yeah. all change the profile picture oh, i'll do this yeah it's it's,
2: um, it's it's honestly better that he's not speaking to the media yes like, he shouldn't yeah. be he shouldn't no this isn't like, he's gonna get in trouble by the nhl and his homeland yeah so um yeah
0: i, I think that's a dynamic that they shouldn't want to cross but anyway um players of the week
2: nope Thomas, you guys I'll go, just... first. Yeah, yeah, I'll Thomas go first. Yeah, Thomas
0: took the guy I wanted to take, but thanks Thomas.
2: Yeah, rightfully so, because Patrick Line has been lighting up the NHL shout out, shout out to Adam wild, who on the podcast of the Steve Dangle podcast said a few weeks ago, that line is one of the best players. And is he wrong? No, <laughs> he's not wrong for the start of 2022 because Patrick Line has been that good three goals in three games, five points in three games an overtime winner versus the Leafs once again on a Matthews back check, love to see it. We get PTSD from that Winnipeg game where Lainey scored a hat-trick, Tom. So yeah, he's back in I mean, it's a a good thing for Patrick Lanning to start get going because, you know, we said last year that, holy shit, like is this guy gonna be that second overall pick that we're talking about in a few years that's gonna be good in the NHL or is he just gonna fade away into the sunset? And that's not sort of the case right now because Patrick Lainey has been really, really good. Don't know what the contract looks like, but in a contract year when you're proving to yourself to the NHL and to the Columbus Blue Jackets, he's doing a hell of a job doing that. So Patrick Line is my player of the week.
1: Okay, I got Zach Parise. I looked at Yahoo Fantasy right now. He had the most points this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake DeBrusque, number two, four goals, zero assists. But Zach Parise, three goals, three assists. Uh, Russo, like you said, he hit the 400th NHL goal. So good for him. And you know what? I think the Islanders are turning it around a little bit, right? Maybe. You could say that. Know. You could say Well, they
2: lost in shootout yesterday.
1: <laughs> okay, maybe not. But you know what? Zach Preza, three goals, three assists. There you go, buddy. Russo. Take it away.
0: I'm going with Mike Smith. No, I'm just joking. Uh Cole Caulfield. Um I was going to say Elias Patterson. I was going to say J.T. Miller, but um, going off just kind of um, the week, Cole Caulfield, four goals, four assists, his last four games. Mm-hmm. Marty San Luis has come in and just said, Hey, Cole, be a short king like me. And hey Cole, that's what he's be good. Yeah. And that's what he's done. Like, I, I don't know. I, I guess the caliber of teams, they played you know, Buffalo and they played. Uh,
1: the Leafs. Like
0: they played the Leafs. Uh, I'm trying to, who did they play last night or they played a couple of nights ago. He's like, he's, he, he's scoring. He's he's, yeah. he's scoring goals. Um, mm. He's looking like more of the player that we saw in the playoffs last year when he yep. came in. And he, I think a lot of people are quick to write him off as quick as they were, which is weird. The guy was 15th overall pick. He was so good in the playoffs last year. He scored goals at literally every single level that he's played at. Um, Dom Ducharme should get fired again. <laughs> he really should get fired again. Because what was he doing to hold this guy back as much as he has been? It's unbelievable. And, like, the like, I don't know. I've watched the Habs just because my dad's a Hab fan. It just, fuck, it looks like he's having fun again. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing about Would You watch him during the playoffs last year. He was just having fun. Like, he didn't care if they yeah. won or lost. He just, he just signed an NHL contract. He just won the Hobie Baker. Like You think he cared if they won or lost? He was just happy to be there.
1: So I just want to say with Montreal, I think Habs fans are a little worried that now they're a little bit too good uh, and they're going to fall out of a top pick with the draft at home in Montreal. Guys, don't worry. Well, Arizona's currently last. But guys, don't worry. The next last team is Seattle, uh, who are a full six points up on Montreal. And Montreal, in terms of the East, is nine points back and has played an extra game over Buffalo and Philadelphia.
2: Unreal. But, like, you know what I've said before, Tom? <laughs> like, Joe's abs an fan, and you don't have to get first. You don't have to get last place to win it. Like, you can nope. win it at second, third. That's why. Like, if there's and a year Seattle's this... going to do this thing, it's going to be this year. Like, they might win that lottery, Seattle, yeah. just because NHL, you know? You know what? It's like this draft I has always... a lot in the top that'll be game changers. Exactly. That's true, that true. You, yeah. you
0: know what's something I always look back on and I always just laugh. Remember that year Colorado was like just like <laughs> historically terrible?
1: Uh, yeah, and for no people... reason.
0: Yeah. And then it was like they won, f- they got fourth in the lottery. It's like, wow, well, like we were this bad. We were like 30 points worse than everyone else. And now we're, la- we get the fourth overall pick and they get the best part from that draft. Yep. Kale McCarr. Yeah, it never works it's sometimes. Like, how and odd is wasn't that? Wasn't that the... That was the Heischer-Patrick yeah, high no, school. No, no. W- wasn't that the pick? For Ottawa? Oh. No, that's Bowen Byram.
1: Bowen Byram. Oh. Yeah, that's the
0: Bowen Byram pick.
1: Maybe that did end up going Ottawa's way. Yeah.
0: I don't know. We'll mm. see how good Byram becomes. We'll see. see. But uh, no, capital, it just... Though. I always look at that and I always just find that funny. It's like you never really know with prospects unless they're like a Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews or I'm just Sidney Crosby, Hovey, mm-hmm. probably with Connor Bedard, you know, a year and a half, a couple years from now or next year. We'll see. Like, I, I don't know. I just, the drafts are weird and you never really know what you're getting. But um, that's really all that we got. I don't know if you guys wanted to add anything else. I think we still have a little bit of time, but. Um, nope, all good. All good. Oh, we didn't even talk about Carter Hutton, but you guys, guys traded for a goalie. I, he's like the even fifth see. goalie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't care. Kind of forgot that happened. And he's still in Arizona. So Yeah, that's okay.
0: He, he can't see out of one of his eyes anyway or something, right? Yeah. That was the thing hey, last it's year. the okay, like, least yeah. medical
2: staff is going to make his eye better, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the, the trade deadline we'll put a month away, that's always fun. Yep, Philip Forsberg is apparently on the market, that's crazy when, when Nashville is in a playoff spot. But yeah, but
2: I was talking to my brother and I was like, he was like, Why is Philip Forsberg on the market? I'm like, Well, okay. They might be good enough to make the Stanley Cup finals, but they might not be good enough. And a few years ago we saw St. Louis trade Stasny for a first round pick. When they were in a playoff spot, they still made the playoffs and then lost no, in the first they, round.
0: They didn't they lost. they didn't make the playoffs that year.
2: That's a good thing, right? Like yeah. just pull yourself out of the race while you can and then get that prospect or whatever yeah. you can with that pick. So if they have a good offer, you're taking it, right? Like a lucrative offer, yeah. you're gonna take it. But it doesn't yeah, really and I make think sense. I think
0: like Friedman said it's weird because Friedman came out and said, like, they're trying to resign him, but Poyle doesn't want to pass the deadline with him either not signed or, like, with any kind of future. Like, it makes sense. Man, yeah. you can get a hole for Philip Forsberg. Mm-hmm. The year he's having, buddy, you can, you can really bring in some big assets. Like, I do wonder about Hurdle, too. Like, is he
2: going? Like... We haven't heard Jeremy shit about him. Wants to stay in San Jose. Which
0: I find wild. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they give him a boatload of money, he gets to live in San Jose for another eight years. But still, like that's don't you want to go somewhere and try and win, man?
1: Mm-hmm. San
0: Jose's not doing that anytime soon. I don't know. No. Um, but yeah, that it man, I hope there's like some crazy crap at this deadline. I really hope there is. We haven't had, like, a major, like, I don't know, unless you consider the Mantha Verana trade last year, like, huge.
1: That was just cur- crazy for no reason. It was like, just I random. Hope the, I hope the week leading up to it's good, and we don't get Taylor Hall for a second at 3 in the morning. Yeah, I hope we get
0: something like, was it the 2018 deadline where it was out of nowhere, yep. JT yeah, Miller, Ryan right? McDonough, yeah. to Tampa. And I like, whoa, I <laughs> didn't see that one coming uh yeah i hope we get some like we need more like the nba we're just like out of nowhere you get like just like superstars are on the move like that'd be crazy but it's never gonna happen um but if you guys don't have anything else to add that's it cool um so that's gonna do it for this one as always you can follow us on instagram and twitter at the burning leaf pod youtube at the burning pod uh the streak is over unfortunate. let's start a new one on saturday We'll see you guys in the next one. Have a good one.